Yeah, man, they would. But I'm like, for real, why, why you care so much what the Dixie Chicks say? It's not like they political scientists or nothing. They just bitches that can sing good. You know what I mean? Stop worshiping celebrities so much. Just don't listen, pay attention. I remember right around September 11th, uh, Ja Rule was on MTV. That's what they said. They said, we got Ja Rule on the phone. Let's see what Ja's thoughts are on this tragedy. Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this, nigga? This is ridiculous. I don't want to dance. I'm scared to death. I want some answers that Ja Rule might not have right now. You think when bad shit happens to me, I'll be in the crib like, oh my God, this is terrible. Cause somebody please find Ja Rule, get hold of this motherfucker so I can make sense of all this. Where is Ja? Add me, Ja Rule. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. You are listening to the SSEU podcast. The SSEU podcast is the 20-odd-week-old podcast dedicated to hot takes about Star Wars, Disney, and pop culture from a substandard perspective. I am Thomas, your host with an accent, and as always, I am joined by Ryan. Howdy, Ryan. Hey, Thomas. I'm choppy. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that. I thought you were saying that we're choppy, so... <laughs> I was supposed. To, I was just repeating what you said because I couldn't think of anything else to say. Okay, I'm sure it's fine. Chris, are you there? I'm here. It feels like we were just here in the studio the other day. It mm-hmm. it does feel like that. Hey, Thomas. And, uh, thanks for asking me how I'm doing. Uh, you're welcome. Ryan, how are you? Choppy. <laughs> you already asked him. I didn't ask. He volunteered that info. Thomas, how are you? I don't know. Remind I'm great. Me. I'm pretty sure you said, how are you? No, I did not. It's okay. Okay. Well, I want to I want to really acknowledge our fans. I want to throw a shout out to a very special fan of ours. I, I would use a Casey Kasem voice, but I don't think she knows who he is because she's too young. And I just want to say hi to Erica Jensen, podcast listener. I understand that she's a big fan. And so I just want to say hi. Glad, uh, glad you're a fan. Is this the girl that you have been torturing on Twitter for the past four days? Torturing? Welcoming. I'm welcoming her to the SSEU. It's Rick's girlfriend, and she's great, and I just wanted to say welcome to her. Casey, K-A-S-E-M, if you want to look him up on Wikipedia. He did this whole top 40 thing. Look up his outtakes. There's a... Oh, really? Yeah, he, he's on one of those, you know, celebrities at their worst, uh, where he's, like, cussing at people. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, there's one of him. Like the Bill O'Reilly one where he's like, fuck it, I'll do, do it, live. it live. Yeah, there's a Casey Kasem one. Are we ever going to have a live podcast? Why would we? This is practically a live podcast. <laughs> yeah, Facebook Live. We, we have done Facebook Lives. We did two Facebook Lives, that did one we? of which Facebook lost. <laughs> it's lost to the sands of time. The other one is on our Facebook page. You and, come yeah, and check in, it out. in the other one with Doc Ryan or Ryan's phone number. <laughs> That's the one that's still up there. <laughs> if you want to call Ryan, anybody wants to call me, watch the Facebook Live. All right. Well, so speaking of uh, Erica and and young people, there are two documentaries: uh, one on Netflix, the other one on Hulu, uh, about the Fire Festival, and I believe that both. 
Chris and Ryan have uh, have watched these. I believe that you have thoughts, opinions. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. So um, so before I got a chance to watch them both. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, you couldn't find the time to squeeze one of them in, Thomas. What is happening, guys? Is Thomas trying to think of a joke involving squeezing things in? He's still, speaking of squeezing things in, he's trying to finish putting together his Ikea furniture. I am not. And there's I am just not. Extra, there's, ex, there's always extra there parts not, you got to squeeze in somewhere. So there might be an, an extra wooden plug uh, or an extra screw sometimes, but there should never be too few. That- never be too few screws. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, no, so I haven't seen uh, any of these documentaries, so I believe that uh, I need a brief recap on exactly what this is about, but it seems to be a pretty big deal. Are, are you familiar with the Fire Festival, with what it was? Um, no. Oh, okay. Well, boy, the timeline, I, I actually don't know. A couple years ago, Ja Rule and this uh, shady um, New York con man, ba- basically, had this brilliant uh, brainchild of an idea to host this elite festival in the Bahamas. And um, it was going to be on Pablo Escobar's island. Um, <laughs> the problem is they didn't yep. know anything about, like, well, and hold on. a festival. They, they first had a deal... To have it yes, on this yeah. island, where and the owner of like, the island one thing kept was like, saying, "You can't say Pablo Escobar." Pablo Escobar. The first advertising they put out, it said, "They it's said Pablo Escobar's, Escobar's island. island," and they pulled the, the the person who owned the island immediately said, "I told you not to say that. You can't have it here." So they lost their location to start. So, first thing that happened after the ad went out. So why could they not use his name? Uh, the owner just told. Uh, they didn't really go into why, but the owner just. Didn't told want them him to. did yeah. not want it. That was like the to one be, thing they didn't want. Yeah, to to say that in the ad, they didn't want it to say that. Okay. And and so the the vision of it, I don't know if if one of them said this or if I heard this somewhere else, but they described it as a uh, fire was going to be Instagram come to life. Yeah. So uh, these these Instagram influencers who carefully curate an image that's totally fake, by the way. I mean, that's, that's what I think gets everybody about this. Is everything about it is fake. So they hired all these Instagram models to come frolic on the beaches of the Bahamas, and they shot a really nice ad. And then all these Instagram models and influencers who have tens of millions of followers were like, hey, hope you join us for the Fire Festival in a few months. None of these people knew that, that the, the people who were in charge, Ja Rule and this, uh, what's his name, Ryan? Billy McFarlane. Billy McFarlane. They didn't realize that these guys could not deliver what they had promised, no. which is kind of interesting. So Billy McFarland had, had made his money basically with a, a, a metal credit card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he basically he wanted he wanted the lifestyle of having like an American Express Express black card, Except and so metal. he he yeah yeah. <laughs> so he figured out how to copy his credit card onto just a blank like black piece of metal 
and it worked. He like he took it to the store and he used it. And so he started selling that. He somehow had access to somebody gave him access to this townhouse in New York. Uh, it was called Magnesis was the name of the uh, this credit card membership program you could join where if you don't they didn't even say how much a month it costs. But if you join, you got this black metal credit card. You got you're supposed to get access to all this exclusive like extra, all these exclusive yeah. parties access to you know celebrities and stuff like that and it basically all it was was every once in a while he would throw a party at this townhouse in new york that one of his investors gave him access to that was the whole thing there were no uh, he kept saying that there were like celebrities involved with it but there weren't and so and and he'd promise things that he couldn't deliver oh yeah he'd promise like the uh meet and greets with like taylor swift and then would cancel it you know because like taylor swift doesn't do that what's interesting is in i think it was in one of the documentaries you find out that he used like Firefest to pay off some yeah, of the things yeah yeah some of the magnesis promises because like he owed he owed like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for uh stuff that he paid for with magnesis and he's and he ended up from fire uh paying off like 500,000 of that and he's still but there was still like uh 250,000 outstanding you know. yeah so yeah so essentially with the same vision uh so he's like okay we did this thing in new york what if we did like this huge party with a bunch of beautiful people down in the bahamas so he paid to fly all these models down there and paid like a social media and film crew to film it Jerry and media. yeah they so uh jerry media like most people probably know them from their account fuck jerry it's really popular on instagram where they post a bunch of funny memes and videos and stuff like that. But they're owned by Jerry Media, which is basically um, a, a promotion company. And they they were the ones who filmed the commercial and promoted Fire. And so so basically, they got the the marketing component just like it was it was a wonderfully marketed thing mm-hmm. with no vision or with no sense of how to deliver that. So they're like, okay, we're going to do this on this deserted island. Without realizing that, you know, if you're going to bring in 6,000 festival goers, like, indoor plumbing would be a good thing to have. Like, <laughs> like none of this occurred to them. Yeah, um, I mean, like, Billy McFarlane, he was such a, uh, such a, I don't know, salesman, conman, or whatever. He just kept convincing more and more people. To invest, yeah. To, to give him money and just convincing them. All we need them, is like, another oh, couple million dollars. Look, yeah. look, I've, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it under control. And people just kind of, for a long time... You know, people just kind of took that because him and Ja Rule came up with was like the, what the Fire Festival was really supposed to promote was the app that they were right. that they actually were working on, which was like a it was supposed app. to be like a booking app, but it was also supposed to be kind of like Tinder. So you were supposed to be able to go on this booking app and they they advertised that they had deals with all kinds of celebrities like Drake, which, which they uh, didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of these people they did. And they're like, they build it to... and then we'll figure it out later. Yeah. So you would see these celebrities pop up and you know, you wanted to, the example they gave was like, okay, so you want to book Coldplay for a bar mitzvah. So you swipe right <laughs> on Coldplay and they say they had, and then Coldplay can either oh, like say, okay, we'll do it for this much 
and you can kind of like come up, they'll come up with a price and then you can book like a celebrity that, and that was the idea for the app. And the fire festival was supposed to be like the launch of the app. Like, and that's how they were getting these acts to perform at fire festival. And they actually did have acts like yeah, they had Blink-182, Blink-182, and, yeah. uh, major laser and some other uh, bands that were, but they never, they didn't ever get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so they all pulled out. And, and when they pulled out, because they realized, like, none of it was kind of professional, like, like the stage and just the, I think Blink-182's public thing was that, uh, like, the, the quality concert, they couldn't guarantee. Because, like, I don't know, they they had, like, a tiny little amp or something. Billy was able to, to hire some really good people, like, but the people would be like, yeah, this is inadequate. And he'd be like, oh, it's okay, I've got a plan. And he didn't. <laughs> have, and so, like, on the day before the festival, uh, or... <laughs> Or the week of the festival, this one expert in kind of logistics was like, I need to make clear to you, there are going to be 300 people here <laughs> who have no place to stay. What are you going to do with them? Who, who had paid. And, and, <laughs> and, like, and also, like, and also they, since they were out of money, so, so like, the people that were on site supposed to be setting up, because they were selling people these villas, but what they were setting up were FEMA tents for FEMA the mattresses tent. in them. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. So, so, so on the day or the weekend or whatever, when this festival is supposed to take place, people fly in. Mm-hmm. How, yeah, mu- how much? How much? How much? Get on school buses and buses <laughs> drive them to like this festival. Hold on. That's, that's before not that, set up. before so, so two weeks before they ran out of money, and so Billy comes up with the idea to say this is going to be a cashless event, and they yeah. start everybody who has tickets. They start <laughs> reaching out to them and saying, "Hey." Load you gotta, money on your you gotta, wristband. You gotta get this wristband. <laughs> you gotta load money on this wristband. We get. We recommend three hundred dollars a day to some of the people. They were saying um, most of the people have put on have put three thousand dollars on this, and they raised from that from just doing that two weeks before. They generated another. I think it was like one point five million dollars in cash just from people loading money on those wristbands. And so then they took that cash. And instead of paying the caterers, <laughs> they 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 signed a deal for six million dollars with the caterers, and they in the week the week of the festival had only paid them a million dollars. So the caterer backed out, and then uh, Billy just says, uh, "Well, you know, take the million dollars, and you know, you need to find somebody else to do this." One of the famous pictures of when somebody was like actually on site was somebody took a picture of, of one of their like supposed to be gourmet meals and it was just like some bread with some lettuce and cheese on it. <laughs> it was the most pathetic looking thing. You know, it's the opposite of a beautiful Instagram meal. Yeah. And, and, and that that was a thing that everybody saw. But I, I guess to, to just back up. So they had marketed this entire festival based on this totally fake vision. These models frolicking in the water. They're like, we're going to use this to get 6,000 people yeah, to come down again, here to the Bahamas. Where Meanwhile, they, shot they, had, they had moved from one island to <laughs> another island. And on this other island, it was like was nothing no like sand. what they... It was yeah, rocks. There was nothing like what, what had been advertised. And in fact, it was like in a town where they, they showed it to be like this pristine island that was away from everything. And this was just like an incompleted um, housing development, like with cul-de-sacs and whatnot. And they set up FEMA, FEMA tents. That they, and um, they had kind of promised private airfare and essentially flew them in on, on like basically economy jets. So there's like 
the documentary has 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 footage of people on cell phone cameras like uh, they promised us branded like private jets and we're on <laughs> like a seven thirty seven economy. Yeah. They have some like uh, Instagram influencer on there, and she's just like, "This is like worse than economy class." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and what's funny is like the way that they compensated the influencers is by inviting them to the festival. Yeah, like, and giving and promising them like this, like this. They weren't staying in the regular villa that people were paying for. They promised them these private like. Uh, these private houses or condos, like on the beach. So, which so they go to private they tent. Have. Yeah, <laughs> no. So, and so, so, so they, they, had, they, they had no plans for how to like deliver the luggage or anything. And so th- these people are just sitting around drinking tequila, like waiting for something to happen on the day of. Yeah, uh, so because they, wait, they, these buses the dropped them before, off. There was a rainstorm. There yes. was a rainstorm the night before the festival, and. Most of the mattresses were still outside, and the tents were not, like, sealed. They're not waterproof. So all of the sleeping arrangements, all of the mattresses are completely soaked. So there's there's not a dry place to sleep on the entire, you know, festival grounds. <laughs> Meanwhile, and... thousands of people are flying in. They get dropped <laughs> off, and basically they're just drinking tequila. And at some point they're like, uh, nighttime's coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to find our luggage and find out where we're staying. And so and, the luggage and all of the acts all pulled out, and all of the acts have pulled out at this point. So there there's no, no music. There, there's no music going to be there. It's just these people are on this island for this festival. So with nowhere to sleep. And how much did they pay? Like in total, like the response? Probably ten thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, yeah. I mean, it, it was. It, they were it promised was private really, villas. Yeah, it was and models expensive. Yeah, and they arrived. And it's like a free for all for the tents. Like so, people like this one guy described like trying to find a tent. He said we were like stabbing holes in the ones around us and like peeing on mattresses so that like so that we you know so that we could have our own villa that was somewhat he said private. That, he said that he saw one girl carrying like nearly a pallet of toilet paper back to her tent. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah, and and um, then- so. They're like, all right, let's get out of here. Well, they have no plan for to get any of these people because they're supposed to be there for three days. So <laughs> they don't have a way to get them off. And so at one point, I think this was in the Hulu documentary where these people, they're, like they're taking these influencers, finally get on a plane to leave. And they're sitting on this plane for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not they're not cleared to leave yet. And so after they've been on the plane for hours, the pilot finally gets on the, the intercom and says, um, I'm sorry, we're going to have to actually deplane. This crew has been on too long without a rest period. So we're, we, can't, we can't go anywhere right now. So we have to – everybody off the plane. And so everybody gets off this plane. They're pissed. They go into this tiny – like it's not even an airport. It's just this <laughs> tiny room. And – because they didn't, they didn't want people wandering around the airport. Once everybody gets inside this room, <laughs> they, they lock take, the door. They take a like chain, a chain and a padlock, and lock Holy. the door, and just lock these people in there for hours so that the no crew food, can no water. And so they're just stuck there, and they have to wait till the crew comes back. So eventually, they do get to go home. Does Does Billy McFarland and Jarul do? Did they get okay. charged? Okay, okay. So Jarul here's somehow the best part. 
is Billy <laughs> McFarlane gets released on $300,000 bail <laughs> and starts another company that's totally def- that defrauding people. People again. He sells his he sells his email list of everybody who bought tickets and gets another guy who was kind of one of his partners with Fire and says like uh, I'm in like hot water right now so I can't be the face of this but I want you to be the face of this. And he starts emailing all the people who bought tickets to fire, uh, promising them like VIP access to all this stuff. Like that he and, can't deliver. Yeah. Like, cause the, two of the things w- were the Met Gala tickets to the Met Gala that he sold and tickets to the Victoria's secret fashion show. And, uh, people who are in that interest industry, like just did some quick checking and they were just like, okay, for one, you cannot buy tickets to the Met Gala. It's just, it's not possible. <laughs> you can't. And um, they were like, the Victoria's Secret show, it hasn't even been announced yet. We don't know, like, <laughs> who, like there's no tickets for it. And uh, they, they, I think it was like several hundred thousand dollars they got out of people for that. And so he got rearrested <laughs> while he was out on bail. Well, because he's already being invested by, investigated by the FBI, so like yeah. they were able to add all kinds of additional charges, like wire fraud and like all kinds of stuff. He eventually got sentenced to six years, and and, and so he's not allowed to be like chairman of any corporation. Yeah, anymore. he's for life. He's banned <laughs> like, from a director or chairman of any corporation for life. <laughs> and um, ja Rule got nothing, but he clearly. He clearly like knew that it oh, was yeah. like a, a whole uh, a fraud thing. And, well, and on the Netflix uh, documentary, like, so I think the employees started filming stuff to kind of cover their butt. At one point uh, on this conference call, they're like, uh, "This sounds like fraud to me," and he's like, <laughs> uh, it's, "It's it's false advertising. It's false advertising, not fraud." <laughs> That's what Charles says. It's false <laughs> advertising, not fraud. <laughs> Because Ja Rule is still trying to keep the app going, that the app that was supposed to be the the celebrity you know booking app, he still wanted to keep that side. All he wanted to keep all those people, and and still and still thought he was going to be able to launch that app. But nobody was going to get paid, and that was one of the things. Is like um, Billy said, nobody's getting fired, um, but there <laughs> there won't be but there won't be any uh, won't be able to be able to pay anybody. Or- yeah, and she was like, so, and so one of the employees says, uh, so basically, you're not going to fire or lay off anyone. You're going to make them quit so that they can't claim unemployment benefits. And he was like, uh, I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and w- so in the Hulu documentary, they actually have Billy McFarlane, like, in the documentary asking they're like answering questions and stuff like that and at the beginning of it he kind of thinks that they're like i don't know on his side or something he thinks that he's conning them too because he'll give an answer to something like you know just like he's totally still in denial at that point and so they would show one thing of where he's like in like the documentary side of it of footage of him like saying one thing and then in the interview they would say, say i'm like contradicting that and uh, the, then saying that, no, no, I didn't lie to anybody. No, no. And then by the end, he just kind of realizes what it actually is when they start asking him tougher questions and just kind of says, uh, oh, I'm getting a headache. I need to I, I need to go outside. And so he just like walks out, basically. And well, the other thing is that um, they have in the Hulu documentary. They have a guy who was who was the on site coordinator from 
Jerry Media. He was like one of their employees. And he knew pretty quickly because Jerry Media were the ones that were putting out all the posts promoting it. And they were promoting it up until the day of the event. They were still making posts promoting it. The Jerry Media guys, like the, the, the owners of Jerry Media and the CEOs or the CEO, they were at they were going to the festival to party and they knew what was going on and their guy who was like their liaison to the fire side of it was telling them you know months before this hey this is going to be this isn't you know this isn't going to happen this is a mess but they just kept they kept telling him no just it's fine just keep doing it just keep posting just keep posting so he's in that hulu documentary saying like oh yeah they knew they knew how bad it was but they still had us promoting it all the what happened with all the money that they made what do you mean all the money that they made they, they didn't they, they just they, still, they just spent uh, it all they, uh, oh, what I think is Billy partied away. They, didn't even, That's what I they think. didn't even pay everybody who. I mean, like they didn't. They didn't generate enough money to pay okay. for all the things that they were supposed to do. And so there were still workers who a lot of people on the island well and that's and, and so at, at the end of the netflix one like there were all these laborers who worked around the clock for weeks that didn't get paid a dime and so there's this one particular restaurant owner who dug into her savings to pay people and kind of the feel-good story is that um in like a week she raised over one hundred fifty thousand dollars to help like pay them and replenish her savings she spent Fifty thousand dollars of her own savings on on like paying them, um, so that that makes you feel a little good about humanity. But um, but uh, I I don't know that he, it, many people got paid like on the software did. side, yeah, um, on yeah. the promotional side. What I think like they, some of them were saying that they had put stuff on their personal American American Express cards to like and yes it, yeah and still was like yeah I that's still, the thing I about guys like this is, is they make promises thousand dollar you know you kind of believe American in them Express. and so so these delusional people will be like oh like oh it's coming next week oh you didn't get that check oh um oh and that's the other I'll thing fix he, it. I'll fix it he like he he would he would send emails like and and like doctor them making it look like he had wired money to someone. And saying, like, because someone would be like, hey, I need payment for this. And before we move forward, and he would he would send them an email with, like, a screenshot from a different wire. And, but he would doctor it to make it look like he had just wired them money. And so they then they would move forward saying, when, when they got the screenshot, like, oh, okay, well, he wired us money. Oh. And then they would never get it. And they were like, I don't understand. We got, you said you wired this money, you know, a week ago, and we still haven't gotten anything. And I have to give him some credit. That's fucking smart. That's, that's 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 also illegal. <laughs> yeah, that's also where the where the wire fraud. Wire fraud, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's a gray area. I, I I hate the fakeness of Instagram. That all these people that paid all this money to go to this thing, it's kind of interesting because they got no sympathy in popular culture, right? They're like, oh, boohoo! All these idiots, avocado toast idiots, went to <laughs> the worst party ever and yeah. lost a bunch of money, and like nobody felt bad for them. Literally, I'll, I'll tell this too. Literally, they play a clip of Dave yeah. Matthews um, in the Hulu documentary. Dave Matthews on um, the Tonight Show, and it was right after the whole thing happened. And <laughs> Dave, and so the Jimmy Fallon like asked him like, "So you're like a festival guy? What do you think about this whole?" Uh, fire festival thing. He's like, it's the greatest thing. He says, it's the greatest. He's like, I mean, it's terrible. 
<laughs> those kids is the greatest thing. And so it's like what you're saying. Like, they got no sympathy at all. I mean. He was like, that's natural selection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hate the fakeness. And so, yeah, it, 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 it stinks big time. Yeah, we don't have a ton of sympathy for these people being duped out of their money. But I, like the fact that they're duped by all these influencers is is just a indicative of of just the corruption of our culture. That all these influencers who make a living just going on vacation for free and mentioning the name of resort. What I learned recently is that there are fake influencers. So not only are there influencers who are paid to use, there are wannabe influencers who anytime they go on vacation will say. Oh, thank you to the Marriott in blah, blah, blah. Thanks so much for it, making it sound like they were totally comped everything. So do they do that hoping that other places will think that they're I think influencers so. yeah. and yeah. start comping them? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I do know, like, there's there's not just the bottles that do that, but there's families. They do that for family stuff, too. Yeah. Like, Rose was looking at, there's this uh, resort called Great Wolf, Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. In uh, Grapevine, um, Texas, that uh, we're looking at, like maybe going to this summer. And she was just like looking and she was on Instagram and she was saying, like, this family, she's like, they go on all these trips and they get it all, like, they, you know, they, they get it all copped and they do all this. And look, she's like, look at all these stupid pictures that they take and like all these, all these, you know, stupid captions or whatever that they do and these, you know, fake like scenes that they create and she's like and that's all they do that's that's their job is just to go on these vacations and you know they get paid to do that she's and so i, I, like, I guess I they have people who that, follow them and like watching their videos i guess and, yeah, and it like and so if if they go and have a good time at, at great wolf then every, then all of their followers presumably will will go i yeah if it was on the documentary if i saw somewhere else but there is a company in russia that has a, yes. a jet on the ground oh, where, saw. like, you can go in and take selfies of yourself on this private jet. No, you don't actually get to fly in that it. That doesn't fly. Yeah. It doesn't fly. But if you want to look like you fly private, you just go, like, take selfies of yourself. In this, and this company makes a ton of money having these fake influencers or maybe or, – or these real influencers or, or aspirational whatever influencers who yeah. – Go take selfies on a plane that isn't actually in the air. It's insane. Instagram or social media influencers is still a relatively new thing. And it wasn't that big of a thing until a few years ago. I don't know, uh, seven, eight years ago or something like that. And there didn't used to be as much money in it. But today, if you are a successful successful influencer, you can make so much money because everything is comped, everything is sponsored. If you talk about certain products, you you will get paid. Uh, And there is so much money in it. And I don't think... Uh, a lot of people who watch influencers uh, on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is realize that these people are getting paid a lot of money to say certain things about certain certain products, products. Yeah. just as if it was a commercial on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, you probably remember this. Um, the one of the people who actually did get paid was Kendall Jenner. I think she got paid like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Just holy just crap! To, to post to hashtag Fire Festival. Yeah. 
And um, their social media expert was saying that that for the amount of buzz that she generates from one tweet, that was cheap, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for like you know that basically probably sold a good portion of their tickets because she tweeted about it. Yeah, like how how crazy is that? Yeah, I, she wasn't I, even going. She wasn't. She was. She wasn't even going. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, it sounds like uh, Billy McFarland is is an accomplished uh, grifter and has all the qualifications he needs to run for president, um, or to work for Phil Anschutz. <laughs> uh, Ryan McKibben, move over. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Ryan, I believe that you have a quiz for us today. Yes, I do have a quiz. Um, this quiz was actually, I, I didn't really have time to put it together, but, um, Jason put it together for me. Um, and, uh, he sent me the quiz, the questions and luckily he also sent me the answer key too, because I would have had to look up the answers to all these questions. It's about, uh, a team that we both love. It's about the Cincinnati Reds. So, um, it, it, you know, it's something that neither of you will probably get any of these Answers right. I, and, I don't uh, know. Chris Chris knows a few things. You know the rules. Uh, buzz in with your name. And uh, it's only five questions, so it won't take too long. All right. The first question. Who is the wait, greatest? Wait, wait. What, what sport is this? <laughs> Quidditch. <laughs> okay. All right. Who is the greatest catcher in Cincinnati Reds history? Thomas. Dumbledore. Uh, Thomas was first. Who was your answer? Dumbledore. And then act like you didn't. You said it's Quidditch. All right, for for Chris, I heard you buzzing. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. Uh, uh, actually, uh, the answer (laughs) is the Battle of the Bulge. Weird answer. (laughs) The Battle of the Bulge is the greatest catcher (laughs) in Reds history. Look, I'm. I'm just going off of what the answer key says. I mean, that seemed weird is, to me, but this is Jason's anyway. answer key. Yeah. Uh, so well, the answer is Johnny Bench. Ten. Question points two. Question two. When was the last time the Reds won the World Series? I I don't believe they won the World Series. <laughs> I know that's wrong. Thomas, you have a guess. Two thousand fifteen. No, I actually do. Nineteen eighty nine. You didn't buzz in, but no. <laughs> uh, the last time the Reds won the World Series is Adolf Hitler. Okay. Thomas, Thomas, 1945. Strange answer. How many pitchers in Reds history have thrown a no-hitter? Thomas. Thomas. The Waffen SS. Mm. That's, why would you say that? That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Look for a number, Thomas. Uh, 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 man, uh, I don't, can't think of a good number. I have a different answer. <laughs> okay. Don't say six million. Oh, my. Again, I don't uh, know why you guys t- are saying Tom- that. Thomas, Thomas, five million juice. Oh, my gosh. That doesn't make any sense, and it's probably <laughs> offensive. The answer is December 7th, 1941. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the last oh, oh my gosh. player in a Reds uniform to pass 500 home runs? Chris. Chris. Adolf, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> what? Adolf Hitler. You guys are being very offensive. The, Thomas. Thomas. Lady Thomas. Lady Eva Braun. No. <laughs> lady. Lady Eva Braun wow. did not play for the Cincinnati lady? Reds. Lady? <laughs> I... 
Answer. He really? suffered from Julian Barr syndrome, a lady aka Hitler? a bad case of the wheelchairsies. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Stephen Hawking. Question: Who is Ryan's favorite Reds player of all time, and probably the most underappreciated player in baseball history? Chris. Chris. Field Marshal Rommel. Uh, no, Joey Votto. <laughs> if I would have said Joey Votto, would you have said something else? No, I was going to say Joey Votto. Because <laughs> I actually knew that was the answer. Well, isn't that a dog? Still got it wrong. What did you say? Oh, J- that's Jason's dog. Yeah. The the dog is your favorite Cincinnati Reds player. Yes, Jason's dog is my favorite Cincinnati Reds player. Okay, so who won this? Um, Jason did. <laughs> we all lose. Uh oh. Pacers fear Oladipo's knee injury is season ending. Yeah, probably That's not is. Good. Moving on, uh, I see that Andrew Bettman uh, has tweeted at us on Twitter uh, with with a comment about. Oh, he uh, tweeted at us on Twitter. Uh, when did he tweet at us on Facebook? <laughs> that would be stupid, Ryan. Uh, he agrees with us on the fact that Ex Machina is, is, is a really good movie, a great movie even. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. He adds that Eva did have to kill Gleason so that no one would know she existed and try to find her. Do you think that's true? Well, sure. I mean... So you think he could have gone out that and gone to the cops and been like, there's she didn't a robot that walking she... among us. Yeah, that's that's kind of he would have. But I mean, like if she would have really like won him over to her side, if that would have been her goal, then she she could have like escaped with him instead of having to leave him there to die. So she just so she was never even trying to really, you know, convince him. She was just trying to trick him. So we can conclude that Ava never had any feelings for him and was tricking him the entire time. The whole thing was manipulation. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the Oscars? What about them? Let's move on. (laughs) What about the Oscars, Chris? Ignore Ryan. Well, first of all, can we talk about Black Panther getting a Best Picture nomination? Well, it was uh, one of the best pictures of uh, the year, was it not? One of the best 20 pictures of the year? No, it it was because... Chris, what's what's your objection here? I sense sense racism. (laughs) Is, is, is that how we're going to play this, huh? Thomas, is, you're, you're Thomas, pretend. Sense. Thomas has a strong sense. He's just, he can sense that curry a mile away. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Um, Cut that. Uh, it's not the best comic book movie. It's not the best comic book movie of the year. It's not one of the best movies the of the best, year. Which was the best comic book movie of this year? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's right. It was. Yeah, without a doubt. Any any kind of unbiased observer would would have to agree that. And uh, I mean, like, I mean, it doesn't deserve to be. But this best picture. I mean, I mean, but, but none of the other ones do either. So I mean, I, I mean, guess I, I haven't seen the favorite. I, the, the ones that so I haven't seen any of these except Black Panther. Uh, so so <laughs> now, uh, the only ones that I have an interest in seeing are the favorite and Vice. And Vice is garbage. I just want to see it because it sounds pretty funny. So the list, for, for those who haven't seen the list, it's Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, A Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. I don't know. I, I've seen Vice. Can I still pick First Man? 
Is, is that an option? Yeah. I mean, oh. seriously, I would take First Man over any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I haven't seen most of them. I've seen Vice. I've seen Black Panther. I don't know. A lot of people are saying, like, I was listening to another uh, movie podcast from the from the Ringer where they've been talking about, like, um, award season for the last couple months. The hosts on that show really love Roma and think that it deserves to win, like, far and away over anything else on this list. So, so I mean, we have to watch it. I don't know. No. I mean, it's just maybe if, maybe I would watch it if if people hadn't, if so many people hadn't said, well, the first, the first hour you want to shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> but, you know, it gets a little more interesting the second half. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier when we made our predictions. Uh, I think that Black Klansman has a pretty good shot at winning. It is the kind of movie, I if we were to psychoanalyze the Academy voters, that is the kind of movie off this list that no. they would pick. Aren't, aren't a lot of Academy voters boomers? I think so. Yeah, but that didn't they're gonna work. Vote for, they're going to vote for Green Book. Yeah, but that didn't work last time either. Like they are boomers, so they should with, have gone for the post, but they didn't. The post, yeah, yeah. Uh, did no, did you see so. a story spawn, Ryan? No, I've seen like part of it. He got the screener and got bored halfway through. That's not what happened. <laughs> so uh, all I know is that Bradley Cooper talks in a stupid voice. Oh, <laughs> 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 Jackson Bing, Andre Jackson Bing. <laughs> So he impersonates Neil Armstrong. Is what you're he does, yes. <laughs> Ming compiled the numbers earlier, and um, he has found that neither Vic or JVL can actually beat Sonny. So no matter what happens. No matter what happens, JVL's maximum total points is 65, and that is not going to be enough to beat Sonny. Because Sonny really cleaned up in the nomination portion. Yeah, I guess, I guess it showed which of the hosts actually watch movies. Yeah, basically. Or uh, kind of has have a you, finger on the Have you seen the, 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 the actors? Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper, Star is Born, Bradley Cooper, I'm Jackson Mink, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, Eternity at Eternity's Gate, which... What is that? <laughs> what is that? I don't, I don't know. Okay, move on, move on. Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, in which Chris pointed out in uh, Foreplay <laughs> that this is the first time Viggo Mortensen's been nominated for an Oscar and not shown his dong in the movie. <laughs> so, Chris keeps track of those things for us. Um, I've, yeah, I've got a chart. <laughs> <laughs> How big is it? <laughs> Leading actress, Yelitsa Apricio uh, Roma. <laughs> That's a terrible pronunciation. <laughs> okay, you say it. Yelitsa uh, Aparicio. Yelitsa Yelitsa Arpaio Roma. <laughs> Glenn Close, the wife. Olivia Coleman, the favorite. Lady Gaga, a star is born. Melissa McCarthy, can you ever forgive me? What so the heck? Is Melissa McCarthy in? It's a movie where she writes a bunch of fraudulent uh, letters. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and... She's essentially she's a failed it? writer. Right, right, yeah. So I have seen two of these movies. Uh, I've seen Vice, and I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, and I think both Bale's and Malek's performances are actually quite good. So okay. I can see why I, they are nominated. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, but I 
do think that Rami Malek is a really good actor. In... Yeah, and, and he is so really good in it. So Sam Rockwell got a nomination for Vice, Supporting yes. Actor. Do you think Which that was deserved? Barely, he's barely in. Really, Amy I mean, Adams got Supporting Actress for Vice. Yeah. She, but I mean, she's actually in the movie. I mean, Sam Rockwell. I mean, what is he? Is he in just a couple scenes? Two scenes? He's in with very like, little. Maybe, maybe three lines. But he made that's, George that's, W. Bush look dumb. Worth a nomination. Know, that, is, uh, that is very little to get a supporting actor. I mean, <laughs> he made it. You could have called it a cameo. <laughs> he he, ma- he made him look. He made him look stupid while eating. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone yeah, looks cool and eating eat. more than he's talking. <laughs> so McKay got a, a director nomination for Vice yeah. again. Just, just unbelievable. It's like dunking on conservatives is yeah. All the Academy is interested in. Uh, as Ryan was mentioning earlier, based on everything I hear, uh, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma has a lock on director. That's uh, what it was like from people who you know talk about. The awards a lot think that he does. Uh, nobody cares because nobody's going to watch this movie because we all know it's boring. Yeah. Uh, one last category we can talk a little bit about or mention. Uh, animated feature, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's a better list than Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> because it has, well, at least four good movies? I would say... I, yeah, I mean, I would take Spider-Man 2 and Isle of Dogs over any of the movies in the Best Picture nominations. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can't believe Ryan Gosling didn't get uh, a lead, lead actor nomination. So, Ryan, you, you are our resident... Uh... Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, shut up. Okay. Uh, maybe Ryan Gosling would have gotten a Best Actor nomination if he had planted the flag. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. You know those how patriotic the academy is. Yeah. <laughs> what they really want is is some flag waving, um, an anthem. Yeah, uh, Chris, what were you gonna say? Oh, just that um, Ryan is our resident award expert. So, I mean, the the Oscars they've beclowned themselves. So, Ryan, which which other awards shows are you looking forward to watching? I don't know. Whatever ones are, on, I mean, I'm gonna watch the Oscars still. What about Without the ACMA? Is that the the, the what? Music Awards? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care about music. You're from Texas. I. But you I'll said watch... you listen to the Grammys, or you watch the Grammys. No, I did not say that. I watch the Grammys. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Shit about that. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Which one of us do you think would have a better understanding of what he said and what he didn't say? <laughs> you don't it's want fine. an answer to that question. Um, are we not? No, I don't, I don't care. I watch. I watch. I like. I like the Emmys. Uh, I usually watch the Golden Globes. I only saw part of it this year. I'll definitely watch the Oscars. I've watched the Independent Spirit Awards before um, because who was hosting? There was somebody that was hosting one year that I really loved. Who, who hosted? May, I'm sorry. Question. Hosted what? I think it may have been John Mulaney and Nick Kroll hosted the independent spirit awards like either last year or the year before and i'll watch john laney and nick roll do anything so are, are we not gonna talk about sound mixing no no we're not sound mixing that's uh bohemian rhapsody how about sound editing what about first man did uh, first man get no sound mixing for first yes man? 
John Mulaney and Nick Kroll hosted the the last two years have hosted the Independent Spirit Awards. You should watch their their opening monologue is on uh, YouTube. You guys should watch it. It's funny. <laughs> I'm remembering it All now. Right, send it to us. Do you guys have any other thoughts on the Oscar nominations? I, I think I'd be more interested if they nominated movies I wanted to watch. I did not watch Fish Sex. <laughs> I did not watch Moonlight. Um, when, when when was the last time I watched the Best Picture? winner are you upset that isle of dogs didn't get the nomination uh, i didn't love isle of dogs i need to watch that again because i i didn't love it we are starting to run out of time i have um we have a couple of more things uh the first is that i have uh, i have a movie quote uh this week uh, if if ryan will allow it um i'll allow it but watch yourself counselor <laughs> <laughs> okay so the scene is we are at the bellagio in the lobby, and there is a frustrated woman uh, on her phone, and she uh, just keeps getting more and more frustrated. Why, why, why won't it work? What, what's wrong with it? I, I'm, I'm trying. There's a stupid security question. Uh, you should count, count the oceans. Twelve, eight, eleven. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That was Julia Roberts as Julia Roberts in Ocean's 12. Dude, you do. You need to do all the uh, the women characters whenever we need one. Tiger. Um, that was excellent. You, you, you're a convincing woman, Thomas. <laughs> a lady actor. Uh, okay, so Thomas. Yes, Thomas. Chris. You have a. A date coming up. What? Where are you going to take her? And I believe that is all the time we are giving <laughs> to this episode. So, Thomas, thank you which, for listening. If you enjoyed the content of the SSEU <laughs> podcast, do go on iTunes <laughs> and leave us a review and a five-star when you, rating. When you work uh, in the we song. will see you uh, next week. <laughs> a child arrived just the other day. Came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy doing the man on the phone When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know Uh, I'm pulling up a list here. Yeah, um, I figured you were. So, Shape of Water was last year. Moonlight was the year before. Year before was Spotlight. I couldn't even tell you what Spotlight's about. Spotlight was good. Spotlight is great. It's uh, about the yeah. um, Boston Globe Spotlight team, and um, they are investigating the Catholic Church in Boston. Oh, that sounds like a happy film. <laughs> uh, year before was Birdman. Oh, okay. So, cross out all the films that aren't happy. <laughs> so 12 years a slave is that a happy film nope didn't see it <laughs> didn't see Birdman didn't see 12 years a slave Argo Argo what? I saw the artist the 2011 winner the artist was the last best picture winner that I saw why didn't you watch Argo yeah I mean it shouldn't have won it's not that great but 
Argo, it's, fuck yourself, Chris. It isn't that great. Okay. Uh, I watched The King's Speech. That was in 2010. Okay. I did not watch The Hurt Locker. <laughs> you didn't? That's, I, that was good. I saw, I saw Bigelow's other one. Uh, what's the other one called? Zero Dark Forty. Zero Dark Fifty. Did you not see the King's Speech? I saw, I saw the, the, the the trilogy, the Zero Dark trilogy. Um, <laughs> it kind of went downhill after they got Osama Bin Laden, though. <laughs> when they're just like processing the paperwork back home, it was kind of kind of really was slow in my mind. Were you expecting a heel turn? Oh, you oh. think that they got him? <laughs> <laughs> I was duped by the by the man. All right, so 